What's up, guys? Shit face sober coming at you today, Friday. It's fucking payday. Jeff N, 12 years. We got a guest, Mike S. And so, we got Kyle. And bro. Kyle. Yep, I'm here. Kyle's got Not a year. Here. Mike, how much time you got? Close enough to two years to have two years. Nice. Close enough. To, what's your sobriety date? Uh, July 17th of 2021. Damn, I thought we were going to have the same date, dude. Dude, I'm close. Mine's. That's a summer. You're a summertime baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm nice. Yeah, whoever gets. I mean, you must have had a rough 4th of July, bro. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it was miserable. Not as bad as Christmas, though, because I'm an eggnog guy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I had a two week long 4th of July, and I got sober on fucking July 18th, dude. That's hot. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I still got leftover fireworks, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? um, yeah, dude. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. You know, you're a professional. You're fucking got a mustache like a like a champion. Thank I love you. it, man. Yeah. It's a it's a pleasure to be in presence of it. Dude, I'm really really happy to be here. Thank you guys. A lot of newly got sober guys. They they rock, did you have a mustache before you got sober? Absolutely not. I don't think that you can have a mustache before you get sober. Oh, I mean, yeah, I do I th- I notice a lot of sober guys they start changing their facial hairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um but yeah, we got some questions for you. Um, the first of which, bro, is what does it feel like to be you? Good question. Dude, it feels awesome. Um, you know, I, uh, I was a, and I still am a practicing attorney. Uh, I had the opportunity to come back and, um, work with both my parents, uh, at our family business, uh, in town here. Uh, my mom passed away in March of last year and, um, you know, I thought that was going to be a huge event in my life. And it turned out that uh, it's kind of a springboard to further my sobriety. And I, uh, I find myself grateful every yeah. single day. Nice. I, uh, I love it, man. So what do you feel like right this moment sitting here? What what's what's the temperature of you? Hot. Yeah. Tight. Flaming hot. <laughs> yeah. Tight. I, like I can that feel answer. the heat. Dude, it's yeah. hot. Woo. I need to get some deodorant on yeah. before I start sweating. How do you comb that mustache? Do you? So question. Um, <laughs> shout out Viking Revolution, uh, which is my my wife bought me this like beard wax. Oh, and you're it the- comes with this <laughs> tiny little comb, and dude, it's you spend some time on it. Hours. It tickles. Days, dude. It, it's tickling me. Dude, it, from it, here. It tickles everybody. Yeah. I'm feeling just like moving, dude. Like dude, a jellyfish. I, I feels you. I wanna I wanna go to the carnival and you're the ride. Dude, <laughs> dude if I had a quarter for every time I hear that during the day. You'd you know, have a dollar. I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> I'm opening up a shit face carnival, dude. Yeah. That's dude, it. Dude, I could be an attraction. Dude, it would I would buy you tickets, you know. It's hot. Or we could raffle it off in a charity auction. Dude. Yeah. You know, um, anyways, so yeah, man, uh, you know, now that you're sober, you're an attorney, you, you shared with me and us that you're a criminal attorney, which is sure. fucking awesome. I could see so many ways that you're able to like, you know, share like real empathy and, and experience with people that are underserved. Like, I feel like a lot of people when they're out there like using and drinking, they get into a lot of trouble and they feel like nobody understands them once they're, you know, trying to get, you know, better, you know, the, the justice system's catching up. You got judges and drug court and, and meetings and a lot of resources to help people. We're, we're learning that the treatment for addiction or alcoholism and, cr- and crime, the combo, is not incarceration and punishment. It's treatment and empathy and, you know, giving a second chance. Sure. And, like, I think you're, like, you're, like, really getting getting geared up to serve. 
Dude, I lived it too. I was uh, on January 14th of 2021. I was arrested at the Flying J on 206 for buying Adderall from one of my clients. Oh, that's so, epic, uh, man. That's a tight it, uh, story, dude. <laughs> dude, it was, um, you know, it's funny now, you know, after, you know, going through what I've been through in recovery. Um, but, dude, it was so bad at the time. Yeah. And, and you uh, had no idea, obviously. This guy I set had, you up. I had no idea. <laughs> Um, and you know, I will tell you everything in my life at that point was bad. I thought everything, I had all these wonderful opportunities, clients, I was prescribed Adderall, but of course that wasn't good enough. Um, I had everything going in the world and everything was miserable and now I'm a fucking air conditioning man and I could not be any happier. And you know, the opportunities that have presented themselves from my sobriety and from nothing else. There's a guy, his name's escaping me right now, that won the Honda Classic last week, um, the golf tournament. And they're like, you know, who would you like to thank? And the only thing he says is, I'd like to thank my sobriety. Oh, that's if awesome. If it wasn't for my sobriety, I wouldn't be here right now. Dude, that's yeah, gangster. I feel and that. so it's just one of those things, and I never heard it before. So, you know, I really, I try to when I have the opportunity um, yes, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my dad and our business and the opportunity to be an attorney. But, you know, um, you know, anything you put in front of your sobriety, you'll lose. Do you um, do you are you the type of person, too, that you you're very vocal about your sobriety, like in a commonplace, like around people that may may or may not be sober? Because for me, that's a I, I live and breathe it. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm even people that are have no idea i'm in recovery i'm like yeah i just hit a year and they're like hmm, the dollar general lady you know? like we're buying <laughs> we're buying candy and he's like i'm sober one year yeah, yeah. Are, are, you ha are you having a good day yeah i'm sober one uh, year. it's not what i asked. yeah yeah i really am i wasn't at the beginning as a matter of fact when i first got sober i wasn't sober right. i was uh just as fucked up at that point as i ever was i was just holding on i had a sponsor and I was just holding on to the ledge of sobriety and depending on other people that I had met in the Alcoholics Anonymous community to try to stay sober. Uh, and at one point, it was all to get back to drinking. But I thought yeah. I was going to go through it and just escape. And then, you know, it became as my sobriety has gone on, I share it. I share That's awesome. you know, what, how it's changed my life. And, you know, just like so the audience knows, like it takes a lot of courage for somebody in like a small community or in a professional setting, like a lawyer, judge, doctor, business owner, anybody to come and be public sober, because there's this like this fear that, oh, if I if I share about my story, if I share my my hope or if I share my what was, what was bad and now what, how it changed and what's good now that I'll be punished for it. I could be. Right. Or people could see me in a non-professional sure. light. And like, so I really like I fucking am, am really grateful that you're coming to share it, because the reality is, is that, you know, you shared with me that, you know, you got sober when you were 30, but you might have gotten sober at 25 if you had met guys like us that were like living a good big life that were sober and, and were like shared that hope with you. And the reason that, you know, you didn't find us at 25 is because we weren't loud enough, dude. 
Well, and you know, the the fact was, I thought everyone in the recovery community was brainwashed. I right. was convinced. I was like, these guys are fucking idiots. At the end of the day, if they would just have a drink, they'd probably calm down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I would. <laughs> yeah. I would they, calm down. Yeah, for about 10 minutes. And then I'd yeah. be kicking doors off the hinges again. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd go on Amazon and buy like a SWAT team costume. <laughs> yeah. And I'd just start kicking in doors at bars. And give me your beers. Give me your beers. <laughs> with, with how everything's going. Now. It's funny how my sober mind's different now because now I think about it. And I'm like, dude, maybe I would just set up a studio like next to my house so i didn't have to terrorize my kids and my <laughs> wife and just kick doors off the hinges over there but yeah you know uh, <laughs> and to your original thought it's this is the most important thing in the world it didn't used to be the most important thing in the world but people are dying because of alcoholism and drug addiction period end of story you don't need to read a book watch the news and uh, there's a cure that's dude. right there yeah. is there's a cure and that is, and it's not, I want to make this incredibly clear because my, and this is my experience. I'm not telling anybody watching this how to live their life or how to recover. You are. Just tell them how to live their life. I'm going to tell you how to live your life and I'm going to tell you how to. Okay. The only way that I was able to do it is I had to first accept that what I wasn't doing wasn't, what I was doing wasn't working. And at the end of the day. Uh, the realization I finally came to is not drinking was not enough for me. I had to find like-minded individuals. And when I found AA, dude, I mean, my life just changed. Yeah. I mean, it there's really a lot did. of them out there. There's a lot of I'm like-minded people. I'm jacked up right now, dude. Yeah, dude yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm jacked up. Hot. I'm fucking jacked up, dude. Honestly, bro, what a great pitch. Like, that, right. like I mean, like, like I, I was going to say pitch it, but, like, you just did it perfect. Find like-minded individuals that you can get hope from, guys that you want to be like, guys that you feel comfortable around, girls that you feel comfortable around, and fucking and do it, bro. Dude, that's the only thing you can do. There's, I mean, there. It, this is the... The whole idea of sobriety is not inaction. It's not not drinking. Yeah. It's not drinking. Double negative. You like that? Yeah. It's actually taking the steps to heal. Right. And part of doing that, like, like I just said, my biggest, the biggest portion of my recovery was accepting that no, everything was everybody else's fault. I mean, every single thing I right. did. I think every, that's a common thing for a lot of people in recovery. They look back and they're like, damn. It was crazy. Yeah. And now looking back, I was thinking on my ride to work this morning. I was like, holy shit. Everything I did, I had some amount of wrong in and I refused to accept it. And I think that's just in general in life, because like people on this or watching this fucking podcast that fucking aren't sober don't need to be sober. They drink, like drinking their natty lights. They like going to holiday parties and beating up their stepbrother. Like that's normal, <laughs> right? Yeah, it can but, be. but the reality is, is, if you're normal and you're listening, you inevitably will have a family member or a friend that needs help, right? And For the sure. truth is, is that they will deny and they'll blame and boom, 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 and then eventually will come a time where they are willing to listen. And I think that the best way to get them before they crash and burn their life like an 84 Corvette piece of shit is that they meet guys and girls that are sober and happy. And the sooner you can get them in front of us, like the sooner that they'll start changing. Yeah. Them. But like this segues into another question. You're a criminal lawyer, right? Sure. I got diarrhea from a taco truck a while back, right? Is there any way that that's illegal? Like, is it illegal for a taco truck to give me diarrhea, dude? 
I guess that would depend on the intent at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if it was just to cook shitty tacos, I'd say they're probably safe. Okay. But if they knew you were coming and they intentionally gave and this diarrhea. is not legal advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if they intentionally gave you diarrhea, then maybe we'll have a conversation. Well, what if what if um what if they gave me diarrhea and then I stood outside the taco truck and then asked at least ten other people like, "Yo, did you get diarrhea?" Also, you know what I mean? And then we come to you with ten other with people. Class so you're like, yeah, you're now class talking action. about certifying a class action yes. diarrhea lawsuit. I I mean sure I we could <laughs> okay. all right all right good I I need I think the public needs to know that too because I think sure. we've all been hit by the taco truck diarrhea <laughs> and there needs to be some accountability there dude and now I'm going to have hundreds of thousands of people finding me yep. to file this lawsuit you're welcome right <laughs> there it is I think Yelp should have a button did it you know did, like, did you enjoy it did it get you diarrhea <laughs> it's like the negative right? one star yeah that, yeah uh, it's like I want to know for research purposes you know but that being said i'm fucking proud of you dude you got two years Thank sober you. you're working with your family you're doing what it takes to get your life back and what i found too is that like when i got sober i got sober with nothing i was waiting outside of home depot yada yada i lost my real estate license at the time which i've never gotten back you know fuck it r.i.p but um at two years sober my life was back together the puzzle pieces were back and i had i had freedom dude it's what it's all about it's uh, it's completely different, and I have to say, if I've ever fucking met anybody who looks like they sell real estate, it is you. I don't sell real estate. <laughs> I don't sell it, dude. Don't call me asking for it. I don't want to. I'm gonna be honest. I love real estate, but I like I couldn't be an agent, dude. It would, it would drive me I'd nuts. I'd feel intimidated as fuck if this six-foot-eight oh guy come God. over me. I'd be like, yes, yeah, here, take all my money here. Yeah, and it doesn't do Jeff justice on camera. He is humongous. You're looking up at him. And it's funny because as much as I enjoyed being an attorney, it really did. It catered to the worst parts of my addictive personality. I was paid to represent a position. That position was never something that was 100% the truth. Not that ever I ever made disingenuous arguments, but you are literally paid, whether uh, you're working in a civil case or a criminal case, you are paid for the purpose of representing... Of winning. Uh, 100%. Well, that's great because you're a winner, dude. Dude, right. I appreciate it. You're a winner. And there's nothing wrong with like, hey, man, I believe in fate. And if something falls in your lap and it feels kind of kooky, like, you know... You can you can you have the ability and the freedom today to say nope this doesn't serve me it doesn't serve my my morality and dude what a wild thing because before you got sober you didn't even have that fucking compass no bro. morals it's it, dude that is right on the nose and I'm gonna tell you you know running my family's business you know like I said when my mom passed away I had this real my dad told me well I'm either gonna sell the business or you can come help me out and I had this real passion. Not necessarily for air conditioning, but dude, the sur the sur that's, a, that's a special for thing. propane yeah, yeah. and propane yeah, right? accessories. <laughs> you like R410A, but you know it's super cool because it's something that matters to my parents and that my family has a legacy in. And unlike being an attorney, dude, it's a hundred percent straightforward. This is what you're getting. This is what the cost is. And if you're willing to pay that cost, my only job at that point is to provide you the absolute highest level of service I can. So you're always trying to do the right thing. So it's a, it's, it's a blessing. And the more I figure out that it has nothing to do with me is it's just incredible, man. Yeah, so, side note real quick. Yeah, unbelievable business that's in town here. Thank I've you known very it. Much. And, um, 
unbelievable marketing strategy on those billboard signs you like because that? whoever I was like the first thing I think I'm like I wonder if Mike came up with this because it's amazing thank you sir <laughs> um but yeah dude I, I was just thinking when you were telling me about how you were able to go and get sober and instead of like pursuing selfish or like self-serving things like oh I could see a lot of people I went to law school I'm entitled to go serve I need to go do it and, and finish my mission but instead like you probably put your family through a good amount of hell when you were out there like drinking and using oh, yeah. and you were able to repay that and like now you're in active uh, you know, paying it back to your family in the form of like service and like keeping their legacy going. And that's fucking dope. That feels great. That's a, like the, the biggest thing. It's like, that's a, a natural high that, you know, I think a lot of people, for me personally, whenever I was out using drugs and drinking, you know, I was searching for something that made me feel good instead of just kind of taking a step back and having that humbling feeling of just helping somebody and being of service. There's nothing, that's the high that just lasts forever. Well, and it's so funny because it's also the high that doesn't make you feel like shit in the morning. Yeah, which no, is withdrawals. Even cool, no withdrawals. No withdrawals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like that's the that's the cool thing. It's too. a legal drug. Dude. It is. Yeah, it is. I it, was gonna ask you that, like, what legal drugs are there? And then and now you're telling me it's service, dude. So if you're out there trying to get high and not go to jail, <laughs> do some shit. Yeah, for other go people. open a door for somebody. <laughs> <you know? laughs> dude, it's just it's completely different, and it's. It, I want to make this clear too. In my in my journey of sobriety, I hated it at the beginning. Like one of the things I hated most was watching football games because I used to always get like super duper. Fucked yeah, you up didn't even would... you didn't even finish the football games. No, so I'm just staring <laughs> at it and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm in no mindset to watch this. Yeah, but you know, as I as I grew more. Uh, as I grew stronger in my journey of sobriety, I found not only do I enjoy the stuff that I used to enjoy. Dude, it's even better. Now. Way better. Uh, it's it's crazy. That's um, dope. Yeah. That's fucking dope, dude. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Like for real. That is that is dope. I, I got get to see how proud your fucking parents are. And I'm really excited that like the community should be proud of you. Like, you know, back in like Indian Native American communities, like instead of like sending people out when they were doing bad, like I feel like in American households, like if your child's an addict or suffering or causing problems because they're, you know, addicted or alcoholic, that you send them out and then come back when you fix your own shit. For sure. And and in, in older societies and older cultures, they bring them in and they hold them closer. And I feel like our community could do that with us as we're recovering. But we need to be vocal. We need to be loud and say, hey, I need help doing this. I can't do it alone. And instead of like ostracizing us, bring us in. Well, you know, there's a there's a level of pride, I think, of individual pride, too. And, you know, people, it's I, I think that's a great point, Jeff. And it's part of it. But I think the individual also is like, I want to do this myself. Right. And like if I had one thing I could have done different, because I remember when everything went down in 2021, I was like, OK, well, I'll hide for the next like three to seven years. <laughs> Everyone will forget what happened yeah. and then I'll come back out. And of course, that's not how it works. Exactly. And when I finally met my sponsor in AA, he's like, dude, you have got to call when you need something. Like, right. you have got to call and let me know when you're hurting. Yeah. And so I find that easy to do with everyone now. Yeah. And, you know, the community of Alcoholics Anonymous is incredible. On top of the program, dude, you call somebody they're going to answer it's telling on yourself and the telling on yourself is a real common theme you hear people share and sure. um and and that's a crucial part you know reaching out it's like 
you know, and if the first person doesn't answer, man, call the next person. For sure. Yeah. And I and and to that point, even like I think it's our responsibility to do that within our community. I'm not saying like answer the HVAC phone, like, hey, what's up? It's Mike. I'm sober. What up? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, letting people know that, hey, you know, I am a person in recovery and here's what my life looks like today. I feel like there's some like, you know, we don't want to like shine our brightest because like, you know, it's it's a little too bright sometimes or we feel like oh, sure. I'm still the old me. But the reality is, is that the more people in our community that know about us or know us as a resource, the more that we're able to help other people before they crash and burn. Well, here's a good point, too. <clears throat> so yesterday I had a call from a really good friend, you know, that's been going to meetings and he's doing really well. He's at that point where, obviously, because he told me, he, he called me, he said, did you ever have this feeling of depression or anything at this point in your sobriety? And I was like, first of all, I get chills just here. I'm like, bro, just for you calling me and asking me that question, not only makes me feel good that you're reaching out, but that's the right question to ask. People don't know the right questions to ask. And then, so I gave him, I was like, all I can do is kind of give you my opinion or something. But what I would suggest is when we get off the phone is you call, I had him call Jeff, you know, get another opinion for somebody, you know what I mean? And not sure. just one person, but that that's the biggest part for me. And and whenever I was out using first, I thought, I, like you said, I thought I could do it on my on my own and I didn't want anybody to help me anyways, you know. And um, and now knowing that I'm not alone, you know, that's that was that first step. Yeah, well, that's fucking dope, dude. And it's wild because that's the whole thing, too. So your ego is so fucked at the time that you come in after after being you know regulating your life drugs and alcohol and you know there's nothing good enough to fix you except these substances when you come in often you either think you're way bigger than you are or way smaller than you are so whenever you have this communal approach you know bouncing ideas off off people not to be told what's right and wrong but because you're doing the work and right. you are gaining that level of intuition where you're going to do the right thing. And that's the struggle. I tell everybody, I felt like there was a fucking foot on my chest for nine months. I ate so much Adderall. I drank a half handle of Wild Turkey 101. Yeehaw. Every, yeehaw, <laughs> every in one of those like big turvis cup did thing. you collect the bottles too <laughs> dude no, <laughs> normally i threw them I so they, 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 they didn't stick along pee in the wild turkey bottle oh. and then drink it on accident <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's how you know you're man yeah yeah um you know real talk though so there's a lot of normal people out there wondering man are boner pills drugs dude Dude, I think so. Jerking off's a drug. Oh, so, you're going there, dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go there, dude. I, I do. Let's I go don't there. Wanna go Let's there. go I mean, there. I think boner pills are absolutely a drug. Well, so if you're sober popping boner pills for a little extra, you know, to, to, you're being of service to your wife, you know what I mean? And it's just like a good time, you know? But like, Well, what if you're not married? What if you're not married and you're taking a boner pill? <laughs> that, you you know? There's a lot of these boner pills out there. You yeah. got the rhinos. You got the black magic you got all this shit at the gas I'm station is that what those are I'm bro, afraid yeah, they're boner bro, pills. don't tell him that yeah. first of all can we take a break <laughs> i don't <laughs> i i honestly don't think boner pills drug right but of course like, you don't i don't but like if it was a drug why isn't there a boners anonymous <laughs> Right dude, there, there it is. If it was a drug, I mean, it'd be Boners dude, Anonymous. You dude. want to talk about people that are hiding from it? Yeah. The people that are using the boner pills, they're not coming out. 
they're, they're coming. They're coming, dude. They're coming. They're coming. But the truth is, is that, like, real talk, I think that there's a good amount of dudes taking boner pills today because it's kind of like an energy drink. Like, I don't need an energy drink to go about my damn day. Are they, are they I, waking up? You don't need up? a boner pill to, like, you know, have the good time. But it's like it makes better. Yeah. Are they waking I, up taking them? Like, because yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, you know if, you're I mean? up, <laughs> if you're waking up popping boner pills, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a problem. Yeah, you should get sober. But if you're just <laughs> popping a boner pill at like 5 p.m. when you're going home, then you're in safe territories. You know what I mean? You know what the only I don't worst? have that kind of control. Dude, absolutely not. No, if I'm doing, see, and that's how I know it's a drug. Because if I'm doing boner pills, I'm waking up and I'm hammering like eight of them. Then I'm hammering like eight of them at 10 a.m. Yes. I'm calling the doctor because that's it's a, been four hours. That's right. people, yeah, so if you're taking boner pills like that, you should definitely stop. Yeah. You, know? you should call in and let us know how we could help you. Right. Dude, we can go to the hospital. I bet I'm we powerless. can find them. I'm powerless over boners, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, it was just a thought. I was like, you know what? It's like caffeine. You know what I mean? Caffeine's a drug, but like, hey, everyone's, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, like, you know, where do we draw the fucking line? Right. You know what I mean? We got, and you have to draw a line. You have to. It's just like, if you don't, my mind's going to find the fucking loophole. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. I'm going to, and you're an attorney, so you're even more prone to like look at things and be like, where's the fucking fine flaw, print flaw and what can I get away with? Right. Cause I always, man, when I was like newly sober, I'd be like, okay, like, why don't we have a free lapse day? Like, why don't right. like, on a leap year, for example, we have 366 fucking days. That extra day should be for us to get hot. That should be for us to <laughs> do with a what we want. Idea. Dude, that's <laughs> a hell of a thought. Yeah. Right? Okay, so back to it then. Real talk. If you got one free lapse day every four years or every fucking year even, what would it look like? Dude, I hope that the Detail. people watching this can see the helmet behind you. It would start off with me putting the Celsius helmet on <laughs> that'd be, oh, yeah. that'd be the, the first thing that i would do when i woke up okay that's good All um right. it, does this include where i would be too yes or? where you would be as descriptive as you can yes get. So, i want to know the details yeah i would be I, I this is going to be fairly specific i would be in iceland Nice. Is, wait, is Iceland green and Greenland? Yes, yes. yes, it is. So I guess I'd be in Greenland. I would want to be somewhere with like some ice caves. You Tight. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And what and would you take? Everything. Oh, so you'd have a suitcase like uh, what's that movie? Fear where, and loathing and loathing. Loathing. Where are you? What are you yeah. waking up taking first? Who are you with? Are you are you by yourself in an ice cave or? Hanging out with polar bears with or? like a yeti. Yeti, yes. I would look yeti. for the yeti. Is there more yeah, than yeah. one yeti? Yeah. Does he use with it's you? Or yeti. He... <laughs> yes. Okay, so good. he has yeti. to take. Yeti. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you dose him or does he dose himself? <laughs> oh, no, he's gonna have to be dosed by me. Yeah, good. Do they okay. have opposable thumbs? The yeah. yetis. Um, let's say they do. Okay. okay. Yes. So I mean, he could dose himself if he wants to. Okay, dope. We're probably. I want like the John F. Kennedy acid, the stuff with like the faces printed on it. Okay. So you want to go place is no man's gone before well i'm in a fucking ice cave jeff yeah. what do you want what else do you <laughs> really want to okay. do what are you wearing in the ice cave while you're dropping acid absolutely nothing you're fully naked yeah, in minus 20 that. degrees no, okay. no 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 this is an insulated ice cave uh, insulated isn't ice that cave. the thought of an igloo this has a, this has an, i've put a heater in it i want a sock on my nuts just to keep the nuts warm i don't know, know it I can see him in chubbies, like those little short shorts, Dude, that's and that's it. He's yeah. right. Or just Sophie's for <laughs> a little those, extra this room. Okay. rocking out the yeah. mustache. Does <laughs> the Yeti look like that mite? Like, what's the big Monsters, Inc. guy that's blue? You no, know the, guy? the Yeti has, is cut just like me. He only has a mustache left. No, oh, so guy. he's shaved. Yeah, did you, did you shave him? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. wrong. This is getting wild. Yeah, so he's and, like the Sphinx cat. 
Right, exactly. Okay. That's okay. him. He's pale pink. And then I think I would probably, I mean, if you got a Yeti. Do you ride a Yeti? I mean, at that point, after y'all dose, I'm sure he's riding you. He could, he, <laughs> yeah, he's riding you. Or you could get one of those like baby carrier backpacks, and he could carry you around Greenland. So, and you know, that th- would be fun. This is incredible because this is what I thought using drugs and alcohol was going to be like. Right. Is this conversation? Yeah. Yeah. But I realized that I was like this before I used drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And now it's normal again which right. that's the strength of the whole thing right don't yeah, need like, the stimulant if you can sit there right now on tv or whatever the fuck you're watching this on and then you can like just give 30 seconds to your thought and come up with like a crazy ass scenario where you're in fucking greenland wearing chubbies with a goddamn abominable snowman with a suitcase <laughs> full of drugs just like johnny depp in fear and loathing las vegas and you can plan out exactly how that experience is going to play you probably should get sober and oh. if if you're not that creative, then you're normal. Dude, and think about this, too. If this show was called R, Je- R is R, Jeff, Mike, and Kyle slam plastered ass drunk or sober, I believe that most people would guess slam plastered drunk. High yeah. as fuck. We're going to do that, actually. We're going to go into public, like in the wild, like downtown St. Aug, and then we're going to fucking, have one person's going to be super drunk, and one of us is going to be sober, but sh- acting shit-faced, and we're going to ask people, which one of us is fucked up? Right. Yeah. Which, That's solid. Right? It's a good play. It's brilliant. And then we're going to sell things, too. We haven't figured out what we're going to sell yet, so if you have any good ad- advice on what to sell, we'll fucking, just you know. be Just be careful, the, you know, the licensing requirements to sell stuff downtown, but we'll this talk about we, that yeah. That's why we I'll, need you. I'll sell locks of hair, you know, or like weird <laughs> shit. How are you gonna get? The I'll locks sell of my hair? soul. I'll just like write a bunch of my souls on paper and sell my soul. It's kind of intelligent, but then you're gonna be beholden to many for your soul. Yeah, but I I could have a, like a fine print in there using your law services, and then figure out like, hey, how could I get my soul back? You know, it depreciates over time, and after ten years, the soul is relinquished back to me. This like, sounds like, like very Panama. detailed. Did, have you thought about this before? Or no, this it just some... came up. Yeah, that, okay, that up. makes sense. But I, it's got me thinking, though. Like, what would my one day of using be like? And now I'm like, I feel behind because yours is like so fucking right. script. Right. I mean, like, honestly, I'd probably want to wake up on an airplane being shipped to somewhere that no one I know could fucking uh, intervene with my situation, right? And then uh, when that plane lands, it would land somewhere like super exotic, like Morocco, and I would be wearing like a shawl where no one could see me. And I would like walk around like Yoda, or I'd be in a wheelchair, so then I could really just like roll around. Bro, you're not even the plane's not even landing. You're taking a, uh, you know, you're jumping out of it. I'm gonna be on like ten Ambien. That's a good. That's a good one. Yes, they push me out of the plane. <laughs> in I'm a on wheelchair, Ambien. You're like, yeah. I'm on Ambien. Oh, I wake up in a fucking total blackout, right? <laughs> and then I fall asleep. Yeah. Again. yeah. Then I wake up on a sand dune. You know what I mean? Sunburn. Half of your face is sunburned. Yep. hundred percent, dude. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like hanging out with, you know, with Yoda. You know what I mean? Like I just want to be hanging with Yoda. And yeah. Just, and then have Yoda teach me all the future drug right. uses. But either way, back to it. We got some more questions sure. for you. Okay, dude. So check this out. We got, okay. So what's your favorite part of sobriety, man? Dude, this, um, you know, there is an order that has returned to my life, which used to make me super uncomfortable. I would just get up and get really fucked up. And I was like, well, now I can relax because I really can't do anything else because I'm hammered or high or whatever the case is. But, you know, there's nothing I like more than getting to work at six in the morning. Oh, wow. And then whenever I got this opportunity, whenever we talked after the meeting last week, you know, this 
and I, I really didn't realize it until we started. This is the stuff that I live for. Right. So my favorite part of sobriety, I've been blessed. I have been restored in this ability to enjoy the living shit out of normal stuff. And, and not normal stuff. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. really, you know what I mean? Like some off the wall stuff. And that to me was sobriety of enjoying life. That that, that human experience that I was always searching for. Were you married when you got sober? I was. Oh, damn. This is the juicy part, dude. dude okay. Let it rip. Go so ahead. So your wife knew you. How long were you with your wife or with you with your wife before you got uh, sober? Two years. So she's seen you two years fucked up, and she's seen you two years sober. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you picked her up fucked up. Slammed. <laughs> so you didn't even know. You blacked out. You woke up, and her name was in your phone, you know, bar, you know whatever she was wearing we met on e-harmony oh, oh nice you her, shout dude. out to e-harmony i'm a christian boy i'm a christian boy i was on acid and made an e-harmony account and i met my wife it works it works i was like you know i just really want a family and then of course i was drunk all the time and i had fucking extra kids in my house so i hated them uh i absolutely despised it and I remember one of the first conversations we had. I was like, well, you know, my ideal life is I'll come home at the end from working every day and I'll be a super, super successful lawyer and you can just pour me like a massive drink and we can black out and be wild and live this crazy. Like that was that was the pinnacle of my existence. Dude, a lot you of had people scripted had out. That. Like that but was dude, it. it was it, we were just going to be fucked up for the rest of our lives. It was going to be super cool. And then we got in a fist fight. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, it was it's incredible, though. Even after, like, all the bad stuff happened, I was like, well, that was obviously normal because everybody drinks. Like, yeah. yeah. That's, like, Florida normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, and, okay. Okay, okay. Finish what you're saying right now about... I don't even know where we were, but I got a story to remind you of. Okay, so go go for it. I don't know where I am. No, I'm just Oh, you were talking about your wife now. How great is your relationship? Dude, it is. When I first got sober, I was miserable. I mean, I was horrible. I just hated everyone because I couldn't get fucked up. But as as my sobriety has gone on, um, she said this to me last night. She's like, I'm just blown away at the work that you've done on yourself and the way that you treat the kids and I. And, um, dude, it meant more to me than anything in the world. And, you know, going home and and giving her a hug and, and being able to do the dishes like i fucking love doing the dishes yeah, i, I like love it, it dude i'll scrub the shit out of some dishes it's also people leave you alone when you're doing the dishes because they don't want to help so they're <laughs> like you get your alone time absolutely well, yeah. that's a, that made me think of like when somebody recognizes the work that you put in you know and it's happened to me a couple times where i, I it would caught me off guard and i'm just like i'm proud of me too you know, and that's cool. and, and and I think that's okay to say is like, no, I am proud of me. Yeah. I've done a lot of work. I'm you know proud I mean? of you, dude. And yeah, no, you since you were two years sober, two you months, know, two months. So yeah, Kyle called me. <laughs> I crying. haven't made it to two years. The first yet. month, <laughs> I thought you were gonna fire me as your sponsor. Yeah, like, he called me. He's crying. He's like, oh, what do I do? I can't pay my rent. I don't right. know what to do. I'm like, get to right. work, dude. Go yeah. to work. It's Saturday. Started you should laughing be working. at me, dude. He, I was like, bro, this isn't a laughing matter, dude. Don't laugh at me. He's like, bro, it's hilarious. First of all, because I remember where I was when I first got sober, and you're in that same same exact position and you have two choices you can fold which i don't think you will or you can go out and get the fucking work done 
And I think that's what you're going to do. And I was like, I got off the phone. I was like, that motherfucker's right, dude. I had to hear that. You yeah, know? He, dude, in real talk, a lot of people would have fucking folded. So, yeah. You know? But either way, dude, like, being proud of yourself, I think a lot of us, like I said, they don't fucking shine. We don't want to shine because For we don't sure. want to make others feel bad. I think a lot of this whole, like, Instagram, social media shit, so many people feel bad, like, when they see you with a, a you know, oh, I just bought a new car, I bought a house, I made my wife happy, yada, yada, yada. And, like, we're, we don't want to make other people feel bad by shining, but the truth is that we need to in order to make, like, people know, like, hey, you could do it too. If right. I, and, and that's the whole thing. I think a lot of people, I, whenever I was considering getting sober, I was like, dude, these guys are assholes. Why do they have to be so happy? And, and why is everything going so great for them? And you know what I've realized? That is not a that person problem. That was a me problem right. in that moment. And the reality of the situation is, dude, you want to stay where you are? That's fine. You can stay there. But the message is that there is a way to live that is sustainable, that you can wake up every morning and enjoy your life and the people in it without getting taxed and without mortgaging your happiness every day. Oh, I love yeah, that. I like dude. that. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so talking about mortgages, bro, let's get on a hustle, dude. Tyler's been staying at my place, man, and I've been teaching him some side hustles, you know, just because, like, I came from nothing, man. Like, I literally started waiting outside of Home Depot for eight bucks an hour when I got sober. And because I couldn't get a job, right? I was like unemployable. And then like, I started making a little bit of money saving it. I didn't get a bank account until I was two years sober. And I, uh, I kept all my money in a fucking shoebox, dude. And I was one of those idiots that got like stacks of ones. And then I, That's put, a, hot. I put 100 on <laughs> <Yeah>. top. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just like an it's idiot. It's a feel good thing. It's a feel good thing. But yeah, dude, so check this hustle out. Okay. This is a hustle that's fun and free for everyone. So in October and November, you can go to the bank and you can order uncirculated $2 bills, right? This right. is a federally sealed brick of $2 bills. Check it out. Dude, Cost that you, is hot. That's, that's a, a real deal thing. That's two grand. Two grand worth of twos. It's a thousand two dollar bills. And they're sequential, they're you uncirculated. Yeah, it did. Right. And it's you buy it for what it's worth. Two grand. The bank gives it to you and it's cool. Go on eBay. Motherfuckers are selling this thing for twenty eight hundred bucks. So minus the eBay fees, you're making $400 profit, you know? So if you go and you you have six grand in the bank, go buy fucking $6,000 worth of $2 bills, flip them on eBay, make 1200 bucks. Now you're at 7200 right? Like stuff like that. Like I think we got to share hot. that knowledge. That is yeah, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's also this uncut sheet of $100 bills you can buy from the U.S. Treasury site. You get like $1,600 bills in an uncut sheet. And those sell on eBay for 3500 You buy it from the website for eighteen, and you could double your money in one hit. Hustle, dude. Yeah, that's a great hustle. Free hustle, guys. Sober hustle right here. And it dude. feels good to I think the best part about that is just holding that right there. Um, uh, yeah, holding this feels good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I got a lot of twos. And everyone loves raining twos. Who does number two work for? Yeah. 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 Dude, yeah. put it up like a phone. Yeah. What Hello. Up? What up, what up? dude? You Who's know calling? I mean? Who's the president on this thing? It don't matter. Yeah. Who is the president on the two dollar bill? I don't know. I don't question. Know. I don't you should know. know. You're Why a lawyer. should I? Oh, because yeah, that's the first thing <laughs> they taught yeah. us in law school. I want to hold was. it. You know. But yeah, dude. Uh, you, yeah, the first thing you learned: who's the president's on what dollar bills, so people can pay you. Let's see. I hope it doesn't say on here. Why would it's it covered. say? It's not yeah. gonna say. 
But yeah, either way, hustle of the day, dude. Flipping twos, man. Flipping twos. Google says Thomas Jefferson. That's what I was going to guess, oh, but I, dude, TJ, I was fearful. Dude. Thanks, Tyler. TJ. I fearful. I dude. I, opportunity missed right but like either like i mean this is just things it's like I, I you know when i first got sober too like i don't know if you can relate but like i would be bored because my brain was still working at that speed of when i was out there yeah. and you were an adderall fucking taker dude so awesome. you're working yeah. 100 miles an hour oh, yeah. so like i got sober Same. i go work at a restaurant I'd take their order and then I'd go into the drink station and I'd be on like eBay and Craigslist and like I'd be looking for deals. So I'd be like, what's the deal? And then I'd just be flipping shit, you know? Or I'd drive by curbs and see like couches and I'd take it home and I'd, I wouldn't, I would try to sell it. Sometimes I wouldn't sell and I'd just right. like, leave them on my curb. Never, you never know what's in a couch, <laughs> on a couch. Dude, I, there's like times where like people bought shit at uh, like a Goodwill or at like the thrift store and then they cut open the couch, like, I don't know how the fuck they cut that couch open, but they find like grandpa's like, you know, stack of cash that he's been sitting on, you know? And I'm like, oh, dude, dude, wanna... that's the real hustle. Getting yeah, no kidding. furniture. We got to go after where I went. This. I got a, I went to a thrift store one time and I, I was with this girl and she was buying like thrifting some clothes. And in the back, I went to like the silverware to check because I, I was fucked up at that point. <laughs> and um, obviously, and I found a whole thing of sterling silver like the big ones you know what i mean and i went and found her i was like we got to go we got to go and she was like what and i was like doesn't matter i like i was hoping that day i wouldn't see it i got it for five bucks went to the pawn shop sold it for i think it was like six hundred dollars worth of silver oh, that's hot it was you got a, high yeah. for like two days off that bro well, i mean I, I forget <laughs> i probably owed rent then and i was like i'm gonna pay rent and then like didn't pay rent and just went and bought more pills or oh, something <laughs> that's another happen. thing like imagine being a landlord dealing with us dude oh yeah you know <laughs> Fuck, yeah no i don't want to honestly like if you're out there dude the <laughs> landlords that dealt with all of us we are sorry we're <laughs> All the excuses, we are sorry. All the checks in the mail and all the it, you know bullshit that you put up with from us, dude. Like people taking copper out of your pipes and stuff. Well, you know, in the beginning of my recovery, that's a good point. So when in the beginning of my recovery, I went and got a um, you know, had to do the application for a one bedroom place, expensive as shit downtown. And but I was like, this is what I want. I want to no roommates, this and that. Well, I did the application, but before I talked to the property manager. I was up front. I was like, look, I'm going to have this and this on my record. You know, I'm in recovery. I'm working a program. And then he called me back like an hour later and he was like, look, the application didn't go through, but I'm vouching for you because you were up front and honest with me. And um, and it's been the best relationship. You know what I mean? Because and that, that was like the first step of me being like, damn, being honest is like what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Like the next right thing kind of thing. Dude, it is. And I'll tell you this, you know, it's funny because there's a there's a devil's advocate side to that, too. Well, like, well, what if he doesn't find out? Right. You know what I found out is that for the vast fucking majority of the time, people are eventually going to. Oh, the truth is going to come out. So if it doesn't work out up front, you leave with a wonderful relationship. Right. And, you know, the feeling of knowing that you were honest and upfront and straightforward if it does work out, you get the reaffirmation that you did the right thing right. and it still worked it's out. It's a it's a reference. I just talked to the guy the other day and I'm, you know, I found another place. I'm gonna be moving out to save some more money and and yada yada. And he was like, he goes, I just wanna let you know if you ever need anything, even if you're in another country, you know what I mean? Like you can use me as a reference. And I was like, damn, I've never had I'm thirty four years old. I've never had anybody 
you know, it's like being listed as an emergency contact. Dude, I'm like, is. you know, and I've had that happen to me. I was like, holy shit. That's dude. a responsibility. Yeah, that's a responsibility. Thing. I don't want responsibility. <laughs> yeah, but it feels good. That's another thing about being sober, too, is that you come in and then, like, you're so used to not having any responsibility. And then you get some and you like it a little bit, but then you get a lot of it. Like, I got to pay my Netflix bill and my fucking rent and I got to pay my car payment and my insurance and I got to consider my credit score. And you get all this responsibility. And then it's kind of overwhelming where you're like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, but that makes you, for me, that that gives me an incentive to stay on this path. You know what I mean? Like, instead of just, like, totally. washing it, you know, down the drain. But I think, like, so many people out there, like, even people that are just young like us, right? right. Let's, just, let's just frame it, like, get rid of the sober aspect of it. Just being young today. For like, sure. being young. You're a lawyer. You're working towards a career, and you're fucking, you got skills. You're a great landscaper, carpenter. You got real skills that, you know, the people out there have. And we have responsibility now. Like, Think about the 1950s. In the 50s, you had like three bills. You had like your mortgage, your cable bill, and like your electric bill, and that was it, you know? And it was tiny compared yep. to what you were making. And then now, here we are today, struggling for air. So I think it's like so important for like young guys like us and girls to fucking share the information we've learned. Like, Kyle, it took me five years to get my credit score from 500 to over 700 when I got, you know, sober and was working on it. Like, you're. You know, in the less than six months, less than I, two I, months, less than two <clears throat> months, I told you how I did it, and you went from a six hundred up to like a seven forty. Yes, yeah, that's seven forty five right What's now. What's your credit in, score in two months? Over eight hundred. See, that's what I'm talking about. And we gotta share that, right. dude. Like, if you're out there and you don't know how to get your credit score up, and you're just being quiet about it, let ask someone else that's done For it. For sure, let us dude. teach you. You know, and you know that's like there. What I've really learned in my recovery is like things went from so macro, like, right? I'm like, dude, I've got to pay my bills. Like, I've got to keep the lights on. And yeah, that's a great first step. But as you move forward, you won't realize it to begin with, but that'll start to become easy. Yeah. And you got to take a moment there and be like, dude, this is cool. And then you're going to be fucking worrying about your credit score and why do I pay $188 for DirecTV instead of $150? And that's when it starts. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you have time to call the DirecTV people and be like, fuck you, I want my six-month promotions back yeah. or I'm out of here. That's yeah. so funny you just said Dude, that. You had sober. a situation the other day, too, where it was like, I forget who was. 15 bucks. 15 and I was like, yeah. cut it, dude. Well, no, 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 not that. It was something else with, uh, <laughs> I forget, what was some one of your bills, and they went up. 20 bucks on no. Xfinity or yeah. it might have been Owen or somebody said he's like why is Xfinity going up 20 bucks on me like these are like people with like real world problem like going up going up 20 bucks for me like back in the day like I you know you I'd waste care. 20 bucks I ain't paying on, the bill you know what I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? raise the bill I ain't paying it <laughs> that's another thing like if you're out there and you're on your hustle like every dollar matters you for know what sure. I mean and like don't I feel like so many young people are afraid to look cheap more than they're afraid of being broke oh there yeah. but yeah so like if you're if your bill goes up or if something costs more don't be afraid to be like why did i get charged that or look like that's going to benefit you in the long run like i am in line <laughs> behind you and you're questioning your your uh, you know the bill i'm not going to be you don't be embarrassed by me i'm going to be like i respect this guy more because he's trying to protect his future 
For sure. And so, like, I think the right people around you, all of my friends that are millionaires and multimillionaires, if they saw me, you know, questioning a $15 charge, they're not going to think less of me. If anything, they're going to think I'm a better business partner or a better person to do business with because I'm protecting the, f- the fund, you know? And, like, so many people out there think the opposite. Oh, if I'm at dinner with friends and I question why they charge me $9 for this, like, I'm going to look cheap and everyone's going to be like, ha, ha, ha. But we're not like that, dude. The right people are going to be like, dude, keep it, man. And that's the point. So there, at least for me, I reached a point in my recovery. I was like, fuck those people. At the end of the day, I was looking at, uh, you know, we sell air conditioning filters that go in the bottom of the units. What's your air conditioning company called? Action Heating and Air. Okay, I need to use you, dude. Dude, I, they're, they're solid. I'm telling you. Yeah, they're the, solid. I, really are. I mean, it's it's a wonderful company. I think and, I use Snyder. Dude, it's not, I mean, they're good people. Yeah, they're, but, like, I mean, I'm going to support the my homie. Dude. Always support your homies, man. Your homies mm. got businesses, small, That's big. That's right. doesn't fucking matter. You support your friends, and don't be embarrassed by it. Share their business. It costs you nothing. If you're out there and you're supporting people that do nothing for you or that will never clap for you, you're fucked, dude. For sure. You will never get anywhere. Him and I, I know this. Well, this is, like, our first time really hanging out. And I can already feel that in 20 years when we're both old men sitting there, I'm going to be like, dude, I supported him. And at some point you will come in and support me and boom. Well, and that's the thing too. I thought when I first got into recovery, I was certain that I was around the, uh, the less than desirables. And that's a message too. Like there are shitheads everywhere, right? Everywhere, sober, drunk, you know, any, nation of origin there are bad people everywhere one of the things that i have learned some of the people that i have become closest with and depend on the most have done some of the most despicable things i have ever heard of in their addiction yeah Yeah. that's funny right but but i mean it's it's the real deal man the slingshot right like the complete 180 the worse you were i find usually the better you are sober because you have so much to make up for For and i feel like you know that that turnaround is it's like a slingshot effect the further back you pull the slingshot the farther the ball is gonna go and and you really start to realize or at least i really started to realize in my recovery when i was really messed up I don't know if I didn't really know how bad it was or I didn't really care. But when I got sober, right (laughs) now, when I got sober, I am so blatantly aware of every action. I was talking to somebody about a new air conditioner the other day, and he's like, well, do you think it's going to make it to 10 years? And I went to say yes. And I stopped myself and I was like, sir, to tell you that I have any idea how that machine is going to work over the next... And I stopped and I was like, man, that was kind of unnecessary. But you know what? At the end of the day, it was the honest to God yeah. truth. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because then I'm going to hold you to it and then it's going to let me down and you're just going to reflect poorly on you. And like, I've been in that situation too. It's bad. And like, and being open and honest about that kind of stuff, like, I carry my moral conduct from that I learned from getting sober into my business practices. For sure. And I, I do my best. And there, there was this time where like I would do it too much to where, it was, um, you know, I wasn't standing up for myself and I wasn't I like, letting other people, you know, I was letting other people get away with stuff that wasn't wasn't good. Right. And it and it, it was affecting me financially. And then I realized, like, no, look, there are you know, there's a way to bring your morality into business 
and protect yourself and stand up for yourself and say, look, I did the best I could for you. I conducted myself in an honest way. I gave you a great fucking deal and I'm not going to let you sit here and steamroll me, man. Like you're one of the bad people, you know, to don't want to walk all over you guys, you know, stand up for yourself, but you know, be honest and open and, and, and help. Dude, that exactly what you just said. That is the real deal. And if you think that people on this side can't do it, you're just wrong. I mean, it's, um, it's such an incredible opportunity to be able to approach each day, um, not only in a sober mindset, but in a mindset, you know, we know exactly what we're doing and that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it's cool. I'll that's give a you good a point. good story, right? So this lady, this, I, I have, you know, five Airbnbs out here. One of them, we just got up and, um, and someone booked it. And there's this, you know, cancellation policy that if you cancel within a seven day window, you don't get your money back. For right? sure. At seven days, it's permanent because I'm not going to be able to find someone to book it in the last minute. Right. So like it protects the owner of the property and like, you know, otherwise everyone can just go book Airbnbs and cancel them and whatever. So there's this loophole, though. Right. So if you own an Airbnb, or you're thinking about it. Think about this loophole that if you alter the reservation saying, hey, I want to stay an extra day or, oh, I'm only going to be here for two instead of three. Will you alter it? An Airbnb system in their like computer system, it treats that alteration as a new reservation, which gives the renter right a 24-hour window to cancel with no penalty. Oh shit! So oh. then they can screw you. So last night I got somebody checking in today. Spent money for the cleaner to go there. Spent money on stuff for the you know for it to be prepared for the for the guests to arrive. And you know she's like, hey, can I adjust my reservation by a day? And I I'm aware of this scam. So I'm like, look, we won't adjust it for you, but I will refund you through the app. You can send money to the guests through the app, right? And so I was like, I'll refund you through the app. And then she was like, no, I want to cancel. I'm going to call Airbnb. She calls Airbnb up, right? Airbnb text messages me, and I'm like, look, I, until you guys fix the loophole, I'm not accepting any alterations within a seven-day window. And at the end of the day, the, the guest agreed to a, uh, a cancellation policy when they booked the property, right? That's their responsibility. My responsibility to you is that I have it ready, I have it nice, and I spend money to do that. Right. Their responsibility is that they agree to the cancellation policy. And the fucking lady was nonstop. I want to cancel. I'm like, look, I gave you one of the three days refund. I already told you that. And I, and I was like, dude, Airbnb is going to, you know, cancel this reservation. And they didn't. They, they held up their end of the bargain. She got charged for the two days. We missed out on the three-day booking. But at the end of the day, we didn't get as much as we should have. But by, by standing up for myself in business and by being, like, open, like, hey, I'll give you one of the three days off, right? That's what you originally wanted. But I'm not going to cancel the full thing for you. I'm not just going to roll over. And, you know, being aware of that, like, you can't, like, I mean, as a business owner, it's your right to protect your business and protect who it feeds, your family, your employees, whomever it is, even if it's small, protect that bitch. Dude, and that's the real deal. I mean, at the end of the day, even if it wouldn't have worked out, the cool thing is I've realized that there is shit in my life that is not going to work out all the time. I mean, literally every day. If you really think about it, there is something, big or small, that doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. My responsibility is to do my role to put me in the best position to have it work out. And that's what you did. So at the end of the day, if Airbnb would have blown it apart, Jeff did what he was supposed to. And that's cool. Yeah. And protected, did and vocalized my my needs as a business owner. For sure. Right. And like, that's nothing to feel guilty about or ashamed of. Right. So, I mean, either way, fucking, I'm pumped that, that it, you like have had that experience, like as a business owner. It's good. 
you know, and I'm sure like you serve this community super well. Like, I mean, that's another part about getting sober is like we've done damage to our community, whether that's crashing cars or utilizing police resources for phone calls or, you know, <laughs> getting DUIs or whatever the fucking case or is. Or getting right? the whole DEA call to the Flying J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever. We've used community resources yeah. and we owe for that. Right. So we need to give back to our community as people in recovery. So if that means like I believe that things like wealth, health, intelligence, financial success, like these are gifts that universe or God sure. gives us. Right. You, you know, if you're not a religious person, the universe gives us these gifts. And what I've found in my 12 years is that, hey, the more that I give it away, the more that I'm trusted with, like I'm just kind of like the treasurer on planet Earth of the gifts that I've got. And the more that I spread them out to the community, the more that I'm trusted with later. And that, I think, is, like, huge. So if you are super smart at something or you're super successful financially or you're very good at building things, like, it's your responsibility to share those gifts that you've been given with your community in order not just to get more, but it's that, that was a gift that was freely given to you, man. I like that. And, and it's not having expectations of something. It's just doing the right thing, you know? Dude, it, it's so, you know, a lot of people ask, is it easy to get sober? Of course it's not easy to get sober. You have to change everything, everything. you did. You yeah. have to change your daily modus operandi. You have to change the way you do everything. But I will tell you what it is easier than. It's easier than staying the way that you are. Right. And dealing with the pain and the suffering that you continue to deal with. Because when you change your life from, I need to do X to feel better, to I need to do good to feel better, dude, that's something you're in control of. Yeah. That's something that's real and tangible and that you can do every day in any situation. And that's the real deal, man. That's a gangster. I like that's that. A, I love that. I love that. So let's end it with this, right? So at the end of the day, there's this stigma going out there in the world that I think there's a lot of attorneys that want to get sober or should be sober. There's a lot of doctors and pilots and people that are afraid professionally to get sober or to ask for help because they're worried that there'll be repercussions on that. I'm sure you experienced. Did you experience that? I was terrified. Right. And I'm telling you, one of the best professional organizations I've ever dealt with is the Florida Lawyers Assistance Program. And a lot of other professions have, um, have their own programs for that. And like I just said, dude, I don't know if it's going to affect you negatively or not, but my experience was um, there was support, man. Whenever you reach out for help, whenever you speak, there's support. People want to help you. They don't want to end you. They just don't want you to want to see you doing the same things that you're doing. Yeah. Now. So at the, like if you're a professional out there and you're considering like, Hey, I need to get sober. I need to find a way to get this under control or, Hey, I, you know, my life's, you know, really, really difficult right now. And I'm in a tough, tough space. Like, do not be afraid of the community backlash, protect your life. Like you don't need to, it will crash and burn eventually. And you don't need to go that far. Like sure. you just, you can literally go. And like you said, ask for help. It's there. And it would have saved you what? Five years of pain. Dude, it would have saved me at any point in my life. I mean, I I did everything alcoholic. When I was a kid, dude, I would pound any candy there was. If there was a box of nerds, I ate the whole thing. Right. You know, no when control. I, whenever I started drinking, it was the same way. Whenever I was on, I played basketball and football in high school, it was 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. It's always the addict mentality. So if I would have just realized that I had that to begin with, 
Like this isn't something that you have to start at 35 or 25 or 20. If you think you need help, the worst thing you can find out is that you don't. Yeah. Go ask. Go figure out what it's about. But and, and that's a good point. That's like a really us. good point. Dude, I love that. It. You got to find, and that's why we got to be loud about it. It's like, dude, we're here, man. We have a good fucking life. We're all here. We're, we're self-supportive. We live by the beach. No we, judgment. Like, no judgment. That's like the biggest thing for me. Whenever I felt like I wasn't being judged, even though I probably, you know, I was being judged for using, you know what I mean? Like, instead of just being like, yeah, I need for help. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I need help. Well, being vocal. I need, and those are, those are the, some of the most powerful words that you can use is like, I need help and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, because then that opens the door for somebody to be like, look, this is how it's done. For sure. And if you hate us, there are so many other people in recovery. Yep. Different people, yeah. different personalities. So I hate somebody. me sometimes. Too. I hate me too. I right. love you so much, Jeff. You know? <laughs> I love both of you. Honestly, there are times <laughs> I love you too. There are times where I'm like, you know, what like who do I hate the most? And it's like, oh me. That's <laughs> right. Like, oh, dude. Welcome to recovery. Yeah. Welcome to being a human. You know? Yeah, right. I can't stand myself. Why? Why am I like this? Why does my brain work like this? And then like at the end of the day, like, you know, we're our own worst critic, man. You know, everyone yeah, in here wants course. each other to win and 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 get it. And like, That's I it. hope you're winning. You know, if you're out there today. There, it, it may be the best day of your life, the worst or whatever, but I hope you're fucking winning, man. Hell yeah. Shit face sober, Shit man. Shit face sober, dude. Shit face sober. Mike, Thanks, fucking Mike. pumped you came, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm man. I'm so thankful, guys. All right. Mad respect. All right. Hell See yeah. you guys soon. Yep. <laughs>